Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energize. Ross, introduce the guests, man. Today we have the deadliest striking duo on Irish soil. It is the head coach of the Dublin Combat Academy, Collie Man, and the star pupil, the one and only Craig Coakley. Lads, how are you doing? All good, good, lads. How are you? That was brilliant, Ross. That was brilliant, Ross. Yeah, well, uh, Craig made me do a record of four times until I got it right. So, uh, and I, I wasn't saying no to him. So, uh, I had to be done. Had to be done, lads. You absolutely had an unbelievable year last year. You absolutely flew through the year, uh, Craig. I think you went three and zero. What was it like to look back at, at the end of last year? And then, obviously, you're in the final of the Road to One um, Grand Prix tournament. So, that's going to be a, a big one for you to look out for this year. Yeah, it was a great year. Uh... Pretty much fucking what what I deserved, you know what I mean? I, I, I've been grafting hard. I've had a few bad decisions put against me, but we kept uh, the head down. We kept walking, and we we knew it was coming. Do you know what I mean? So we eventually got to where we belong. Absolutely, and then Collie, obviously you you've been blowing this uh, trumpet for a long time. You've you, you're so high on Craig's skills, and rightfully so. Now he's finally getting that recognition. What does that mean to you as a coach? Yeah, it means a lot, definitely. Uh, but like like you said, I know what he can do, and I'm saying it years what he can do, and he knows what he can do, and we just have to show everyone else what he can do, and he's on that on the path now to to show the world what he can do. So I'm happy. Yeah, absolutely. We're definitely looking forward to to seeing that one because, uh, you know what, it, it was actually one of those things where watch a bit of Muay Thai. Obviously, we're probably more into the MMA side of things, but like we actually went to uh, a toy show. I think it was in the right venue and so forth. So, uh, and there was some toy fights on there, and we're just like, Jesus, like this is a different gravy. It is a different level. Uh, what would you say to someone who's never been to a toy show who's maybe consider going to one, Cully? Uh, go, it's madness. It's it's what MMA fans want to watch. Not a lot of MMA fans want to watch people on the ground. I I actually enjoy watching uh, the wrestling exchanges if they're good and uh, scrambles and stuff. But a lot of a lot of MMA, especially uh, casual MMA fans, want to watch people standing up, and uh, that's what my toy is. It's the it's like I said, what a lot of casual MMA fans want to watch is is my toy. They just don't know. Do you think, from a visual standpoint, even though it doesn't... Well, you'll probably tell me whether it makes more difference or not, but do you think that having them in the cage with the four-ounce gloves, like that's that's the winning combination? Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I think it's definitely more appealing to, like I said, uh, like casual footy fans and stuff like that. But uh, when you put people in a cage and put four-ounce gloves on them, it's actually not even Muay Thai anymore. It's uh, it's something a little bit different to Muay Thai. But uh, it's, it's close to Muay Thai. And... Uh, yeah, I think it is a lot more appealing to uh, the rule set changes as well a little bit and the way it's judged, but uh, I think it's a lot more appealing to casual fans or people that just want to watch two people have a fight. Uh, and what about yourself, Craig? Uh, what do you think about the four-ounce gloves then? Because obviously, you know, with the toy boxing, you're obviously used to much bigger gloves. Does that make a, a, a massive difference in your game plan? Obviously, like the circumference of your blocking is totally different. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it changes it completely. Uh, so 
a lot of purists might toy for to stand in a very square stance and the kind of tap that front leg and that guard is very wide, you know what I mean? But with four ounce gloves, you can't do anything like that. Uh, the shots are different, they'll sneak through. Uh, eight ounce gloves, you can kind of cover up and take shots on like your forearms or on the glove itself. But four ounce gloves, you can't do that. They'll sneak through and uh, it changes like. So kicks score a lot better in like Muay Thai, but it's a uh, scored the same for global rules, which is one championship rules. But hands, like you, you get a lot more knockouts with the smaller gloves on. So like hands are equally as effective as kicks, in my opinion. Uh, so yeah, it's completely changed when it's the likes of one with four ounce gloves on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I feel like I feel like that one side of things has gained a lot of traction on the Moy side of the things. But uh, it'd be interesting to see how that develops on the future. Yeah, Craig, was that like a big issue? Remember when you fought here in Dublin and when you main evented, and then like loads of people said you won, and like it, it just came down to the kicks or the punches. Like, is, is that sort of changed now? The way you see, it, the way you've been fighting now in the road to one final. So yeah, the rules have changed. So uh, Muay Thai, uh, like real Muay Thai, is based on effect. And so basically, I could hit you four punches. You hit me one kick. If I move a little bit with that kick, or that kick shows effect, you score higher than me. But if I hit you four punches and then four punches snap your head back and you land a kick and I don't budge, I'll be ahead. So it's it's really it's it's dependent on people. You know what I mean? It's it's it, it's opinion. So uh, it's subjective. But the global rule set is anything with effect scores. So if we hit you, knock your head back, it scores. If we kick you, a million it scores. So that that's why it's changed in that sense. In my opinion, it will help the sport grow. Uh, you'll see a lot more fans tuning in to see that damn kind of fights. Like a lot of people wouldn't really know how to score Muay Thai to go to watch a Muay Thai fight and they'll think like how the fuck did that person win because like that's Thai, us Craig yeah exactly <laughs> but it's, it's based on fucking like balance and stuff as well it's not just like who's going forward and who's thrown you know what I mean uh, there's, a, there's a lot of varieties in Muay Thai but again it's subjective uh, I think it'll only grow the sport because it will get the sport more fans you know what I mean yeah, and that's exactly what you want. Uh, exactly. One thing we had to we had to try and find out having the two years on lads is how, how did this how did this beautiful beautiful duo begin? Can you tell us how you first started? Um, first, how you first met up, and also how did Collie just become your coach as well? Um, Collie, you can tell us, bud. Uh, yeah, so we were always training in a gym, uh, a different gym, and Craig's brother was training a little bit, and Craig started coming down and. At the start, we would have been more, there would have been more of a training partner relationship as opposed to a fighter coach relationship. And uh, yeah, we would have been training partners. I got a little bit injured, and when I kind of came back from the injury, we were starting our own, we were going out doing our own thing, starting our own gym. And uh, I would have took more of the coach's role, where Craig was, uh, took the fighter's role. He was a much better fighter, and uh, I was into coaching. and it's just kind of it kind of naturally happened. It just it was never planned to happen this way. It just it kind of organically just happened like this, and it seems to be going good. Like so, yeah, it seems to be going yeah, all right. Uh, 
for the people tuning in now, Craig is in the final of the Road to One on April 15th in London. Craig, like, how, how are you buzzing you for that? That's good. Like, I think everyone here has counted down till April 15th. Yeah, uh, very excited about uh, I just want to go in there, get me, put a statement on and get me contract. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I know I belong in one championship. I know I, I've belonged there for a while, but again, circumstances didn't allow me to go, but one fight away from it now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Look, we have. I think. I think. Um, I'm not too sure if it was quite the Singdam fight, but like, I know I haven't missed any of your fights since that fight. I, I remember watching that one, and we're like, definitely you can't miss the Coco show. And, and then, like, it's ever since I, I've, I've been hooked, like, I, I've just been like, I'm like, have to watch them. Have to. It's it's must see TV. It really, really is. And like, see, see, you're not only you know your your sort of coach and fighter role, but like your friendship is incredible to see. Like the loyalty there yeah. is 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 next level. Um, do you feel like that's what sets you apart from a lot of other fighter coaches that, that friendship and that bond yeah I think it can uh, like at the end of the day I used to put all my trust into him and he's put all his trust into me uh, you, you need uh, a good bond for that do you know what I mean and again it only grows over time and we've grown over time with Collie the Godfather of my child like, you know what I mean so yeah, naturally, we, we became more like brothers than coach and fucking training partner or training partners. Uh, absolutely. Do, do you feel do you feel that as well, Colin? Is there anything you want that in yeah, there? Yeah, one hundred percent. Definitely, I think it's uh, I think it definitely sets us apart from other people who have trained in places. And the coach would be the coach, and he's almost like above everyone. And the way I do it here is I'm above nobody. I'm. We spend a lot of time together. If we don't get on and we're not friends, we spend that much time together. It's not going to work, you know what I mean? But like I said, I've been in I've been in gyms where the coach is almost above everyone, and uh, they they try not to. Uh, sorry, there's a dog here because uh, <laughs> they try not to uh, get friendships with with people in the gym. But I I found that. I'm, I'm friends with all the lads that I coach and uh, I think it makes us a stronger team unit and I think it definitely sets us apart from, from other gyms where the coach would be in a coaching role and almost try to avoid making friendship with the people that they coach. You know, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think, it, I think it works well for us in any way and like I said, I'm, I'm friends with everyone that trains in the gym. We spend that much time together. We, yeah, we need to be you need to be friends. You need to be, like I said, like me, Craig, the, our core group, where we are really like brothers. Like I would consider Craig and, and his two little, his big brother and his little brother, brothers. Like I spend more time with them than I do with my actual family. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think it definitely, our, our relationship definitely uh, makes us stronger as a as a team. And like that, we know each other inside out. Everyone knows everyone in the gym. And I think it definitely helps. Uh, Collie, yeah, from the outside looking in, I think everyone can see that there's something special going on. DCA, like obviously, we'll get into some of the fighters that have been going down to like really sharpen up on their elbows. Let's say, but like, like obviously, you're Craig's coach now. Like, how far can you see Craig going? And like, do you do you think like Craig's nearly the, the finished article at the moment? No, he's not the finished article. Definitely not. Uh, Craig's gone all the way, 100. percent I've been saying it years. I believe that Craig is the best fighter in the world. Without a doubt, I be I believe. At the weight category, he's going into one. He can be any single one of them lads, especially in them gloves. Them gloves are made for Craig's style. The way he moves, uh, 
his eye, his eye is really, really good. He's hard to hit. Uh, a lot of the lads are still trying to figure out how to. A lot of Muay Thai lads are still trying to figure out how to fight in them gloves. Craig has it figured out. He he knows how to fight in them gloves. The style is a the style that you have to fight is made for him. Like he said, a lot of lads are very static in in Muay Thai, and they're trying to bring that static style over to fighting in MMA gloves. And you can't do it because. Yeah, you're gonna get hurt if you stand in one spot. Craig moves, he's in and out of range. He's not in Muay Thai as well, you kind of a lot of lads try to hit really hard with like single or double shots and you can't do that in them gloves. Uh, you just you have to pick your shots combinations, not overcommitting to anything. And Craig does that really well. And like I said, his eye is really good. He he never He's fighting in MMA gloves. He never, he never gets seriously hurt or never gets seriously tagged. I can't remember the last time he took a serious, serious shot in a fight that was concerning. You know that kind of way. Uh, he has a really, really good style for the gloves, and I think he's going to go all the way. And I think he's going to be champion in one championship. That's what I think. Let's go. Greg, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure, Cody doesn't like say that much to you like that in the gym. But like having Cody in your corner, going into these battles, like I mean, like the levels you're going up, like everyone's taking notice in Ireland, everyone's supporting you. The second you won the world title, like the mm-hmm. whole place nearly sh- shut down. Like having Cody in your corner, like h- how important is that for you? Like leading up to this final and like the the road the two years have been on the whole way through. Oh, he's always been in the corner. So regardless, you know what I mean. Uh, from my first fight to my last fight, he'll be in my corner, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's very important to have him there. It's very important to have my brothers there as well. Uh, again, just four of us are like, well, like brothers, you know what I mean? We've basically lived together for fucking 12 years or whatever it has been. Yeah, absolutely. And like, uh, not only that, there's some other like brilliant people in the club as well, like uh, Dan O'Toole and uh, Dave McLaughlin. Uh, I'm definitely going to leave some notes, so like, don't shoot me. Uh, Aaron Brown, uh, obviously, uh, Sen's doing doing bits there. Uh, is it Stefan? Is that his yeah, name? Yeah. That's the one yeah. they're all going to get to know. Uh, yeah. Stefan's been in Thailand for four or five years. We, we don't know how long it's been. Uh, yeah, so a lot of you probably don't know Steph yet, but you'll get to know Steph fairly fast. Yeah, so like, well, we're, we're keeping an eye on the gym, you know what I mean? So uh, we see it there, and then... Uh, is Mikey Rizzo still, still, still up to you guys? No, no? Mikey's not up no. Okay. So, well, like, I, I was eventually going to get one wrong if I kept going. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. But I uh, know, like, there's there's loads of guys, like, like you, we say it to you, like, you know, we're fairly casual on the Muay Thai scene, but, like, to know that many guys out of the one place, you're obviously uh, doing doing a few bits. So uh, the training partners there seem to unreal. But uh, one thing that's, like, really happened a lot of late is you're getting a lot of MMA guys up in the gym. Um, how did that first come about? Uh, was there any hesitation about taking MMA fighters on in the gym, or were you your warm welcome to them? So, first of all, there was no hesitation taken. Anyone can come down to our gym and train, and it's always been like that. We're open to anyone, and it doesn't matter who you are. Once you come in and you respect everyone and you work hard, anyone can come down. And uh, how they started was. It was probably Elliot, Elliot Levy and Sam Slayer. Yeah, Korta actually. Korta is training with Craig longer than I am. Shout out Korta. Shout out Korta. And uh, so, yeah, it would have been Korta training with his first. And then uh, Elliot, Elliot Levy and Sam Slayer. 
Elliot's now coaching himself. He's owns a gym in Geneva, and Sam is actually out injured at the minute. But them two lads are uh, I really like them lads, and I think they Sam could do good things in the sport. Hopefully, he gets back soon, and it just kind of snowballed from there. Uh, after a while, people they they tell someone that they're training down with us, and someone else would come down, and someone else, would come down, and it just kept snowballing, and more and more people came, and some people came and never came back, and it's not for everybody. Our style. Call them out everybody. now, Collie. Call them out. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not for everybody. Our style, of, our style, the way we walk isn't for everybody. And, but you you ask anyone that's down here consistently what they think, and everyone's gonna say the same thing. So yeah, it you, works we, for you, we, it works for you. We get some people who are absolutely rant and rave about the place. Uh, like uh, Dennis Frimpong is probably someone who's like a long overdue guest, but like, like he he views the place as if it's uh, a church that he goes to every weekend. He, he's, he's singing the gospel out out of uh, DCA. He loves it there every uh, Sunday. Uh, you know, uh, obviously Nahum Weddy is someone else who who uh, is ranting and rave about DCA. Now look, maybe Shamrock. maybe his TikTok is something else, but uh, we love them all the same. You know what I mean? Uh, and then, like, obviously, you have the likes of Senan, like, Max Lally is one of the next big things, Sean O'Bannon, like, the list sort of goes on and on, on with you guys. Um, is, there, is there anyone who you're extremely proud of, of where they walked into the gym and where they're striking is at now, Collie? In no. MMA? In MMA or just in general? Uh, you can give one MMA and then one non-MMA. Uh, one MMA that wouldn't have had much striking. Uh, Call out Max Laddie. Max is getting Max is getting dangerous. Very good, yeah. yeah. There's actually loads of them to be fair. It's, it's too hard to pick Max. Fucking, yeah. there's a lot. Like Shane Mullen, there's, there's Shane, yeah. loads and loads of lads, and everyone's everyone's always constantly improving. So it's hard. It's hard. I'm a Corda. Corda was a jits lad before he was with us. You know what I mean? He was known as the skill bag. Like fucking. All the lads fucking changed a lot since he came down. No, it, you're gonna constantly grow here, one hundred percent. If uh, like, if, if you can stick it, in fairness, DCA it seems like a bit of a drug because like when some people just get absolutely hooked on it, and like even have people like uh, like Sean Abandon, who obviously has like a high end striking background, but like obviously she sees the value in that toy toy style as well as comes into. Her. Her pro career, so it really, really is great to see, and like it's great to see you at the events as well, Collie. Like yeah. in their corner, it goes show when you do put the time work in. Like you'll give that time back, and you'll make sure you're there for them on the day. 100%. When I when I work with MMA guys, I'm I'm not doing my toy with them. Like if you watch me train my my toy lads, not so much Craig because he's fighting in MMA gloves, but if you watch me train with like Stephen Karoti or Dan O'Till or uh, Miyagi. And then watch me train with like Sean or Shane Mullen or Max Lally. It's it's a completely different thing. I'm not I'm not really doing my toy with them, and uh, I'm doing striking for MMA. You know what I mean? It's yeah, there's my toy elements to it, like there's elbows and knees and stuff. But you can't coach somebody doing. It's a different sport, like you know what I mean? And yeah. I think that's why a lot of them like it as well because I'm not I'm not trying to teach teach them my toy. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to look to see what they could use from my toy and slightly adapt and change it to suit suit mm-hmm. them and suit suit their style and like like someone just like Shauna like I'm I'm like she's a she's a kickboxing style. I'm not gonna be a, I'm not gonna be able to change her style because she's doing it that long. I don't want to change her style. But we can add things to her style and 
and like that everyone I work with it's not like oh this is the way you do it and you have to do it like this it's not like that because everybody's different and everyone has a different style and everyone's personality is that people's styles or pe- people's personality comes from their style yeah. so on on getting to know people and working with them and thinking oh you could do this off this that you always do in anyway and I think it will work well and I think that's why people like it because I'm not I'm not oh this is how you do this Mm. and you have to do it like this now it's uh, everybody's different and like I said I, I work with people's styles like I'm not going to change say Shauna Bannon's style she's mm. uh, she's kickboxing and doing taekwondo since she's uh, since years and years ago. <laughs> yeah our dad our dad is a, a kickboxing coach you know what I mean so yeah. like it would be it'd be nearly impossible to completely change that style but the stuff that like I can add, I can definitely add value to that style, and uh, complement our style, and yeah. show our new things, and add layers, add layers mm-hmm. to to what's already there. You know that kind of way. Yeah, and I, I especially consider when you if you have if you're especially if you start training with someone who's amateur MMA and then they're turning pro when they're adding in those knees and elbows, like no better place to go than to Collie Man to <laughs> perfect that craft. You know what I mean? Like it's you're going to what most people perceive to be the best striking coach in in the country like that's that's the way possibly i view it europe. yeah possibly europe but who, who knows like you know what i mean we tend to only ever talk about ireland but like you know if you put ireland on the map even even greater than that like it doesn't really get much better than that so like if if i know if i was an amateur and i was turning pro i'd definitely be like right well where am i gonna just like quickly be, well, not necessarily quickly, but where am I going to be able to in- implement the elbows and knees to the best effect? I'm like, no better to go than one of the best high coaches in the world. There you go, Craig. I said in the world, yes, right? That's it. <laughs> yeah, well, it is. Look, look at the platform you lads are on now. Uh, before we get into more stuff, Collie, like, what do you prefer doing? Do you prefer coaching or do you prefer actually getting in there and fighting yourself? Uh, I prefer coaching, definitely, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it looks like uh, it, man. It really looks like you love this. Yeah, I do love it. I put my whole life into this. This is all I do every day. Uh, this is, I believe this is what I was, and that sounds weird, it sounds fucking cheesy, but this is what I was put here to do. And I, I put everything into it. I'm all in, 100%. Everyone I work with, I'm all in with them. 100%. Yeah. There's no half in. And uh, not that I didn't enjoy fun. I just, I, I wasn't, I wasn't the best fighter, like, and I've no problem, I've no ego, and I've no problem saying that. Uh, I used to win and try just try kill people. And and it, doesn't, it doesn't work like that, like, and I wouldn't have been. He doesn't teach, and that's the funny thing about it, though. Do you yeah, know what I, mean? I don't. I don't teach the way I fought, but I made a lot of mistakes when I fought, and I think that's you learned to. I learned to. Or I don't do this because I don't. You know what I mean? But yeah, definitely, I love. I love coaching, and I love. I love seeing like. Craig, for instance, like I know Craig when he started, and I've seen the progression, and I've seen the ups and the downs, and then look where he is now, and look what's going to happen now on April fifteenth, and it's a a long road, and yeah, I, it's very it's very satisfying watching and being there and watching the whole thing happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah I love coaching. No, it definitely is. And you know what? It's one of those things. And like you said earlier, you know, anyone's welcome up in your gym. And like I've seen it because uh, I spoke to Paul Brown once or twice. And I was like, oh, what's it like in DCA? 
uh, for anyone who don't know, Paul Brown probably is the voice you hear on every Irish MMA show in the country. Uh, and he was saying, like, he absolutely loves going up there. He loves learning, like, little intricate details off yourself. But, like, when you actually see videos of you holding the pads, and it could be for anyone, like, you're almost as into it, if not even more into it, than the person who's even throwing the techniques. Like, like I don't know what it is, but I said to Paul, I was like, he holds the pads differently to someone else. I, I, I don't have the skill set or really know what it is he's doing, but I can see that he's doing it different to other people, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can't actually sense. like vocalize. Yeah. Probably puts himself at yeah. risk when he holds pads. People, when he holds pads, they hold pads here. Because he holds pads at his chin. It's <laughs> accurate, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, it it teaches fighters to throw in straight lines, or it teaches fighters to like, hit precisely rather than yeah. like whose head is going to be like that size. You know what I mean? Like, so no one's head is that size. So. Maybe a, lot pad holders, no. a lot of pad holders will hold pads and tell you to hit the pads. But when I anyone that I work with will know that, like, they're I'm I'm just slightly out of range most of the time, and I'm telling them to aim at me, and then I catch the shot with with the pad as opposed to holding pads and you aim at the pad because, like Craig said, it's not realistic because mm. you're going to be aiming at someone's head, and my head is on the same line as your head, and then. Yeah, I have my own style of I have my own style of pad work and like it's I've, beautiful I've to watch. It as a, as I've we've developed it and a lot with Craig because like, there's been times in the gym gyms go through ups and downs and hmm. uh, people fall off and there's been times in the gym where it's just me and Craig and a lot of what me and Craig have done is just kind of learning on the job we've we've learned on the job for years like, and yeah we're we're developing our, our own style and it's uh, yeah, it's going good. So yeah, I have like, to ask you then, Colly, who who's hit you the hardest while you've been holding the pads? <laughs> and don't take Ray. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you've actually seen the video. The video of Craig yeah. knocking me out. Like, yeah, I've seen that, <laughs> that one. That wasn't too nice, yeah. But uh, so who hits hard? There's, there's one lad I, I, I PP and he, he hits hard. And I swear to God, when he hits me a body shot, Big Dave, yeah. When yeah, he hits me, yeah. a, this man is a strong, strong man. When he hits me a body shot, I swear I can feel my whole skeleton shaking. Like it's it's bizarre. I'd say he hits me as hard as anyone yeah. hits me. Yeah, yeah. Like it's when he, I swear to he's God, he's a big lad. He's a he's about ninety five kilos. Big. He's a he's a PT himself. He's a PT a very long time. He's an older lad. He's in his forties. But when this lad, when this man hits me, I swear to God, my skeleton shakes. It's mad. But <laughs> it's Cheers weird that people Dave. Big Dave, yeah. Uh, it's weird. It's like people hit some people hit hard just like like he hits just naturally, just mm. bomb, like it's a toad. But Craig hits and especially in the MMA gloves, like when he hits your body and stuff, it, it like digs in and it's precise. It's like a different it's not it is hard, but it's 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 not power. It's, di- it's different it's than just precise. pure power, it's like precision and hitting the right spot and stuff and that hurts nearly just as much as someone that hurt that hits really hard you know what I mean but, yeah, I, th- uh, I think I think Conor McGregor was the one who said uh, precision precision beats power yeah. so uh, 100% well, he, that, that, Craig boots the legs at me every day as well that's <laughs> <what I'm> <laughs> <laughs> uh, no shout out to Big Dave uh Lads, like obviously we were saying like uh, we're big admirers of what you're doing. That's why we had to get you on. Like um, I don't think I've seen Cody do uh, such a personal podcast as well with Craig. So I just thought for the people tuning in, they would really enjoy having the both of you on. 
the two is there and known as a geo so it's great to get you on together yeah, and as i said craig is back in action in the final on april 15th in london but like for 2023 lads like what else can we look forward to from yourselves and dca um craig do you want to let us know first from yourself you could see me probably the end of the year in one championship uh but the team, the team of so Dave McLaughlin is fighting next weekend. He has a big fight, a big domestic fight against the uh, what's your man's name? Joe O'Connor. Joe O'Connor. Joe O'Connor is good as well from Jar Sue. Uh, we've a couple of other lads on that. We've uh, an Algerian lad, Ralph. Uh, that'll be his first fight. Oh, did he get matched? Did he get... Yeah, man, pull Oh, so. Ralph won't be fine, but uh, another kid, two kids that's on the card, uh, Toy Gannon, he's going to be one to watch. Uh, he's, I think, 14 now, 13 or 14, but he, he's something special, that kid is. And, and Craig is oh, gone. I'd say his phone died. Oh, he's doing uh, it by himself, Neil. Yeah, yeah, you're doing it by himself. So. Your, biggest, your biggest fear, Colly, what are you looking forward to 2023? So. 2023 is going, definitely going to be a big year for the gym. Uh, like Craig was saying, Craig's going to fight in the 15th. He's going to win that fight. I think he's going to stop Nate and bend him. He's what rounds? What rounds? I don't know. Uh, Nathan's a tough guy. And do you think this is the really perfect tough. final for him as well? Like, what, what sort of way do you yeah, think? Yeah, honestly, I think, I think it's the perfect fight for him. Uh, to be honest, I think the first fight in the final was, his hardest fight, was the hardest fight of the final uh, of the yeah. tournament the first fight in the tournament I think was the hardest the the guy he fought first actually KO'd Nate and Bendham uh, a few years back now but Nate, Nate has got a lot better since then but uh, I that was Craig yeah 100% I think stylistically Nate is all wrong for Craig uh, or Craig is all wrong for Nate yeah. I think Craig <laughs> is gonna I think Craig is gonna knock him out uh, signed the one championship and then start working his way. Hopefully, have won two fights in one championship in 2023. Start working his way towards the title there, and he will be champion in one championship without a doubt. No doubt. For the, the rest of the team, I think Senek Hoakley's going to have a busy year fighting at MMA. Uh, he's going to, he plans to rack up as many amateur MMA fights as he can. I'll keep getting experience. You've seen yourself. He he only debuted, I think, in September. September, I think, or October last year, and he's already a four and zero. So he's yeah. he was busy at the 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 last end, the later end of last yeah. year. So he's going to have a busy year now fighting amateur. He has two fights already planned. So and maybe more. You've seen how he goes injury wise and stuff coming out of fights. Uh, Dan O'Toole's going to have a big year for the gym. Uh, he's active, very, very active. I think he had eight fights last year and uh, he's going really good. He's making big improvements and he's starting to take steps up all the time. Uh, I was trying to name a few off the top of my head. Max Lally's going to have a big year. Definitely. 100%. He's over in Thailand at the minute training. Uh, he's had a really good good gym in Thailand, uh, Bangtail. It's more of an MMA gym. He's back yeah, here in February. Alex Falkonowski, whoever he is. He was, over, yeah, yeah, he was over with Falkonowski, he was training there. And the guys that own that gym, the Hickman brothers, yeah. uh, they're really good lads as well. Uh, I think Max has matched the fight in March, I think. So he's going to have a busy year. He plans to 
talking to Max, he plans to have a busy year this year. Uh, my guy Stefan is really, really good. More of a traditional Muay Thai style. He's going to do big, big things this year as well. He's right on the edge of nearly where Craig is. And a few more fights, he'd be, uh, he'd be knocking on that one door as well. Uh, and like, like Craig said, one lad, Toy Gannon, he's only a kid. He actually tra- trains in Rhino as well. Uh, he does Muay Thai with us and he does MMA and Team Rhino and Andy. And he's whether he chooses to do Muay Thai or MMA, that kid is going to be really, really good. He's going to be special 100%. He's only 14 years of age and uh, he's already, he's, he's wiped, wiped out everybody mm. his age on the Muay Thai scene in Ireland and the UK. And he's, he's fighting MMA as well. So whatever he does, it's, he's going to do good as well. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a big year for the gym and there's a lot happening. And like you said, there's, there's lads from all different MMA, gym, MMA gyms that come down and train with us. And everyone's going to have a big year. Everyone's going to keep getting better at training here. That's the most important thing because if you're not getting better every day you're training, you're doing something wrong. Well, I, I think that's it, Cody. And I think that's that's probably the the biggest credit that you can get in terms of the respect that you have the MMA community. You know what I mean? You have people come from... Gyms all over the all over well all over Dublin and then sort of the surrounding areas they they love to come to you there love to pick your brain and get that knowledge and then obviously yeah. just on the Muay Thai side of things like you know I mean Craig's the most successful fighter in the country at the moment and like it looks like he's only going further and further and you have some other great guys like you said there so like unbelievable stuff really appreciate your time today um, yeah thanks a million unbelievable no to have you on uh, we look forward to following you um for the rest of the year and who knows maybe we'll get yourself and Craig back on before Craig's fight in April uh, we'll see Craig's barred for legging it like yeah. <laughs> one more lad that's going to do big things this year yeah. just off the top of my head he doesn't train with me anymore but he would have trained with me from the early days when when MMA lads start coming down it's John Alvin Dubois uh, he's gone, he's John over Mitchell. with Maneer. yeah John Mitchell yeah John Mitchell yeah he's yeah. over with Maneer in the, uh, UFC Brazil he's going to be fighting for PFL now this year yeah. and yeah He's going to do big things there as well, 100%. I have no doubt. And I can't wait to... I'll be going to his fights at the, on the, in the PFL. They're all in Europe. So I'll be going to them. And I look forward to linking back up with John and doing a bit with him. And maybe shout out to Shamrock as well. Uh, oh, Shamrock, well. he's going to be doing big things as well. Yeah. And like that, I still get in work with Sham anytime I go to the UK. And he plans on coming back here, doing a bit of work. And yeah, all the lad. Dennis moved to the UK as well. He came back for Christmas. He still comes down like... Lads that aren't in this country anymore that have trained here, any time they're back, they, they all come back down here. And, yeah, like I said, Cody, they're They know where the real work They need their Cody man fixed, and that's just it, you know? 100%. But, uh, Cody, uh, thanks a million for uh, coming on. Um, for those of you who are watching at home, make sure to like, share, subscribe, hit the bell notification to not miss any Energize content. And as always, stay, stay energized. energized. Stay energized. Energize show up the Irish and sussing you guys a couple of times. I've seen a couple of clips. I think you've done some interviews with Dylan Moran and that I, I, I saw. So keep going, keep up the good work, guys.